Please do. Real quick, real quick, real quick, with Mike Swig. Real quick, real quick, the views is alright. Real quick with Mike Swig podcast. All right, so we are back. Episode number 14. Special guest today is Cody Garbrand. Dude. Team Alpha Male Royalty in the studio. In the studio welcome, in Thailand. Welcome to yes. Phuket. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Welcome. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Warm welcoming. Mark wrote me on the board, so oh, it's great. She said, welcome, Cody. Welcome Explanation Cody. point. Oh. <laughs> Nobody knows how we make our guests feel blue welcome. Off I came you just ruined it. Like, Nobody knew great. that board existed until you just came. Yeah. It's, it's no flowers, points. no like yeah. gifts, yeah. just a big... Uh, Explanation point. I'll give you a hug need. later. That's too. all we need. <laughs> <laughs> so, so since November, November, man, let's uh, let's talk about what you've been doing, how you've been doing, and your journey from there till now here in uh, Phuket. Yeah, you know, after the fight, it was, um, you know, uh, obviously my first defeat uh, against TJ. Uh, I actually injured myself in the fight, uh, so I've been going to a few specialists with my hand, uh, seeing what option we should do, what route should we go. Uh, you know, to, to fix the hand. Uh, a couple of doctors were, were talking about surgery, getting some hardware that I already have in my hand taken out and, uh, you know, letting it heal. But I want to get back to it. You know, last year, 2017, I was injured all year. Mm-hmm. And I had a handful of weeks to get ready for TJ in, in, in the fight camp. Um, so I don't want to be out. You know, I'm trying yep. to limit my um, downtime and just get back to back to the grind, back to fighting. Uh, true, truly, what I love to do is you know being there and just get better every day. Fighting it gives me purpose and uh, with everything in life, you know. So, you know that that's where that we're at now. Um, me and my wife end up buying a house, so we're we're actually remodeling that. So we decided to come out to Thailand. She does every every year. Yeah. Uh, her her family lives uh, out this way in, in Thailand, so she usually comes to Phuket and kind of. Yeah does training gets in shape with her twins and some of her friends come out so it's her like little it's her happy place so we've been talking about coming out here for years now um ever, ever since we first met um i wasn't able to last year you know i fought crew so yep. she came out for five six weeks while i was you know training yeah. camp and she came back when we finished it so this is my first trip out here it's been amazing thus far uh, i gotta you know do the thai culture come up and see you know a lot of the gyms gotta come see your gym work with uh, the brothers yeah, uh, the Thai brothers. Yeah, so that was great. You know, I'm just kind of just getting back to it. You know, I'm, I'm hungry to get back in there and obviously you know fix the hand first. But this is this was a good uh, vacation where I was able to kind of just go off, kind of be free. Yeah, be free, train, get back to the grind. You know, my <coughs> wife here, and uh, you know something that we've always wanted to do is come to Thailand together. So it's been a great uh, two weeks so far. We have another two more weeks out here. I'm uh, just taking full advantage of it. Yeah, man, and and it doesn't seem like you're you're injured at all because you have been nothing but training since you got here. Like you're a savage, man. Like you got off the plane and it's just been one place to another, one training session to another. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. You're just obsessed. Like, yeah, I am. You know, it's like I said. You know, having hard that, training. Having that uh, year off of just kind of like year of frustration. You know what I mean? You, you know, you have seventeen fights in the UFC. Fifteen. 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 Yep. So you've. You've had so many fight camps and you know and dealing with injuries and yeah. you get to the fights. I think I've had seven now, seven UFC fights. Yeah, over. Fun half. fact too, uh, your wife has been coming to Thailand ever since we started AK Thailand. Wow. And they were some. Her and her friends were some of the first 
that came to AK Thailand, mm-hmm. and and your wife's twin is actually on our front of our website. Yeah, I saw that. She gave yeah. us permission to put her on the website when she was here training with her friends uh, three years ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So she's one of the the main main girls on our All website. Right. So that's kind of cool. And that's we've been cool. asking about you coming for like three years now. So it's really cool that you finally made it and yeah. and that you came out here and saw what we have. It's great. Like I said, you know, the facility is amazing. Uh, you know, Team Alpha Male, they actually have a, a new facility coming out here. You know, seeing that being, you know, um, blessed with that, being able to train at, you know, uh, such nice places to come out here in paradise yeah. and going and seeing your facility was like mind blowing. It was like, wow, you know, you, he took me and showed me everything that he has going on. And it, it's great. You know, it's something, as I said, it's motivating. I told I told you uh, a couple of days ago was going on there was motivating, you know, because there's life outside of fighting. You know, yeah. for, for me, I'm kind of locked into the fights and the fight game and hopefully I have longevity in the next five years, but you've, you know, branched out and been able to do something outside of fighting. It's helped, help, you know, fighting's helped you be able to build a gym, come to Thailand. Uh, so that, that's motivating to, to see and do, you know, there's, there's life outside of fighting with whatever you do. It's cool for me to hear that, man. And, and to be honest, it's cool. I met you at the first time we officially met was UFC 189. Mm-hmm. We fought on the same card. That was my retirement fight mm-hmm. and you were coming up. You know, that was my second fight in the yeah, UFC. Yeah, John yeah. Stud coming up, killing people. Yeah. And you know, so obviously I've seen your fights, and I was like, man, this guy's a hot prospect. And we shared locker, locker rooms. rooms yeah. And you came up to me, and you were like, man, I was watching you fight or something. And I felt old but proud because right, I was yeah. like, wow, man, this guy's like, <laughs> this guy has the, the world at his fingertips. Like, he, he, the sky's the limit for this guy. And it's cool to know that, like, you know, he watched me fight or, or you know, whatever. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, yeah, I came up to Mike. I was like, oh, this is my quick switch because I, I love the name, you know, fast, quick switch. And uh, watch all like his him? fights. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I watched him his whole career. I appreciate and, that, uh, man. And then we, like I said, we shared the locker room. So that was my second UFC fight. So it was kind of like still getting to know everything, how it worked. You know, still like a, a kid in headlights, <clears throat> a deer in headlights, kind of like yeah, yeah. How you know how big it is, doing the media and everything that goes into UFC without well, just the fight. You know, yeah. so it was cool to share. That was the first time Reebok came in too. So we had our own little locker rooms. Had Mike Squick, Cody Garber. It was awesome, huh? Yeah. So it was like actually. You know, legit. You know, the first one we were all bunched in this locker. It was room a together. cool, like, bro feeling in there, yeah, dude. Because we were all like yeah. looking at our names on the locker rooms and our and our clothes yeah, with our it custom like Reebok. High school, like football. You yeah, know, like your jersey's hanging up there. Like, all right, and you got you know. Well, the first time I ever had those names in the locker. Yeah, it was yeah, the first time Reebok took over. Well, I know Reebok, but I didn't know. If, yeah. So how'd you know which locker was yours? Had your name blasted on it. No, no, before. Yeah, well, I mean, you just just pick one. You didn't really have a locker. We didn't have a locker. We just had like a a, a chair, a couple chairs, and mats. All right. And then we kind of just shared. You just waited for him, your other, you know, guy to warm up. Then you took the mats, and your team took the mats. And it was cool because like one of us won that night. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for everybody. But like one of us actually won that night, so it was really cool, right? Yeah, it was great. You know, one out of one's not bad. So I was there. That was pretty cool. I was there. But uh, that was McGregor, and then that's when Mendes fought. You know, stepped up on short notice and fought. McGregor, so that was a I mean, that was, it was a, a great card, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that weigh-ins alone. The photo of the weigh-ins where I was weighing in is still on my Facebook because it was just a sea of people. Oh yeah, like it was a monstrous sea of Should people. Should we put that picture up right now? It's crazy. Now we might put it up right yeah, now. I know, yeah, I know that's, that's your favorite possible. photo. That but was uh, great, yeah. it was it was a crazy. Just yeah. the weigh-ins were amazing. The energy at weigh-ins was like wow. Yeah. I remember Dana coming. And back you coming and up? Going. That must have been exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the first one. I mean, the first one was great. Too. I fought John Jones Comier the first card, the okay. first fight. So that was. You know, a big card as well, and be able to go back to back big cards like that uh, early on in my UFC career was, was awesome. Like I said, that the weigh-ins was like, wow, this is great. And uh, this is professional. Huh? Right. Edit that out a little closer. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah, so that, the energy was great there, and like I said, that was a big card. 
Yeah, it was awesome, man. And then, of course, it, I mean, it means a lot. Not only that, but then coming here now and, and saying what you've said and seeing the gym, and it's cool, man. I, yeah. I look up to you, and, and, and you know, your fights have been amazing, man. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. That Dominic Cruz fight was fucking crazy. And then all your fights, man, you just go for it, dude. Yeah. You're that animal, that savage animal. And I, that's kind of like what I was when I was where I was trying to be oh, when yeah. I was coming up, man. I wanted to go out there and, and go sword for sword, right? and, like, one of us die. That was yeah. it. And you're that same type, except you just win every time. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every time. Almost every time, man. Almost every time. Yeah, but, but, dude, man, you were doing great even in your last fight, bro. Yeah. So It'd be good, man. I'm excited, like I said, like, you know, getting <clears throat> past the injuries of last year, you know, and, and just dealing with all those and then coming back was – I made huge strides, you know, with my PT training, being able to go from those injuries to be able to kind of, you know, go to the fight week, you know, again, and defend my title. I didn't want to, you know, wait any longer. I didn't want to, you know, as they say, hold up the division. You know, it was, I was my goal in life since I was 11, 12 years old was to be a world champion. And uh, I think that's everybody. I mean, everyone, a lot of people can get to the world title. It's what you do with the world title. Right. You know, it's what you do, you defend it. And uh, I was, you know, tired of being on sidelines. And I just wanted to fight, and like I said, truly, that's that's my passion. That's something I've always known was fighting. And last year was a very trying time for myself, you know, uh, just because you know, I didn't something that I loved, I wasn't able to do, you know what I mean. Right. So, um, you know, I was able to, you know, put on a few good weeks to train. You know, I had some injuries still going in there with the TJ fight, but I'm, I'm excited to go back. You know, go back to my craft, go back to the you know the hard work, dedication. You know, hard work pays off. Slogan, and do that. I just my body wasn't able to grind the way i i like to grind or should grind uh, right. for a fight so i'm excited i'm excited to get back and you know uh, well, you you told me earlier i don't know if you want to say it now but who you're fighting what's next or i was gonna ask you do you have anything lined up or just yeah. say what you can say or what you can't right. say do you have anything in the works i'm gonna talk with my manager ali you know getting back in there and um obviously i'm having a child in, into march i kind of want to adjust to that uh obviously we got to see how, how with my hand, you know, how extensive what we have to do uh, to make 100% uh, to get in there. But uh, I would like to probably fight in May, mm -hmm. you know, so that's something. Uh, we tossed around some names, so we'll probably come back with that. With uh, You know, I have to talk to Sean and, and Dan mm -hmm. and see what they want to do. But uh, definitely is, uh, you know, TJ. Definitely want that rematch with TJ, but he's right. going to evade, evade as much as he can and go in the media and say whatever he wants to say. Uh, I, I saw a couple of little clips, you know, that he's already talking some shit. So that's fine, you know. Let him talk, and and I'll work my way back up, whatever I have to do. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't give myself a rematch either, you know. I, I saw one one clip. It was, I'm gonna have a long way back, or something like that. I'm gonna have a long way back. Uh, this and that. It's like it's crazy for me him to say that, you know what I mean? Like he, I, I don't deserve a rematch right away. I'm gonna have a long way back when, you know, he had, he needed help over to his corner and yeah. over to his stool in the first you know, end of the first round. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. I know what I can do with the full camp healthy, and uh, I'll do whatever I have to do, you know, um, knock, knock whoever out in my division and, you know, go back there and just reclaim my, my uh, throne, my, my title. Um, there's a lot of stuff going into that fight. Now it's just between me and him, you know, just yeah. on that, um, uh, I would say, uh, competitive level. You know, uh, I know what I can do to that guy on a on a on a full full camp, healthy camp. So I'm um, I'm more excited. No, I think I'm more motivated now than I was after I won the cruise fight. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's oddly oddly enough, I feel like you know that that lost um, rewoke me, remotivated me. Um, you know, 
to know what I can do. Cause I, you know what I mean? I know what I can yeah. do in there. So I just believe my skills and, and be healthy and go in there and fight. So whoever the UFC wants to give me next, I'm more confident, you know, to, to get the job done and get back to the top. That's, that's my goals now. It's hard to imagine not getting an re instant rematch or at least a rematch in that fight because you were doing so good in that fight. But I will say again, on top of that, I did, you know, gain a lot of respect for TJ as well. I mean, he is a he is a tough competitor, right. and and that dude is a savage too. Mm. Um, but you were doing so well, man. And, and like, there's no fight I want to see in that division more than you you guys. Yeah. Period. So right. I, I can't imagine that they don't put that fight back together. Yeah, I hope so. You know that that was the goal. Um, I remember texting Dana and Sean saying that I want to go to 25 after I beat TJ, and you know, so like. He he got wind of that and copied that and that's oh. what he wants to do. So, whatever you know, that was <laughs> the winner was gonna go fight Mighty Mouse. That you know I can make flyweight. I I don't think TJ can. Um, I don't know. I think he cuts pretty hard to thirty five. Uh, so that that was my my goal was to you know, go and fight fight Mighty Mouse after that. You know he's a pound for pound guy. Uh, he's close to my weight class. Yep. Or you know he's fought thirty five. He's at at flyweight. So um, everyone's calling these you know having these super fights, but, yeah. uh, you know, Mighty Mouse has fought at 35 before, you yeah. know, and, uh, he's, you know, he got beat by Dominic, you know, I beat Dominic. So it, it's all up there. I think that's a, it's an entertaining fight, especially if I go out in a flyweight, you know, the tell about that division as well, but it was obviously clean out my division first. I, I, you know, was unsuccessful in the, in the fight with TJ. So like I said, go back to the drawing boards and, you know, it's whatever I have to do to get back to the top, I will, but that's the TJ is the, the fight that I want. I know that I'm not gonna get it because he's gonna he's gonna run. You're from gonna it. get it, bro. Yeah, I'll eventually have You're it. Gonna eventually. Get he keeps it. winning. You're I keep winning. It. It's gonna be inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable. <laughs> inevitable. Yeah. Yes. Inevitable. But uh, yeah, I mean, looking at looking at your training uh, since you've been here and stuff, and like talking to Danny and everything else, it's like I wish more people. I posted about this on Instagram, but I wish more people could be around someone like you to see that champion level attitude you know that determination that the sacrifice that you go through and how obsessed you are i think the best word is obsessed obsessed yeah you really are man and like the way you train and like so many guys come through here and they want to be champions and, and you get it all the time oh, i'm going to be the next champ i'm going to be this i'm going to be that and they come in here and we watch them train and we're like what the fuck you know right. like really dude i've got like, a better chance yeah and i grew up with ak so i mean i can name uh, you know a number of guys that made champion and and compare the training and it's like nothing but it's like man if people could just see you and how you train and how your life is then they'd understand and then yeah. they just go on and do something else <laughs> with most of them right and the very few would yeah. stay and say okay i'm willing to do what he does well you right. haven't taken a day off since you've been in thailand right yeah no. you've been I a mean, savage bro yeah yeah i mean like i said like last year we wasn't able to grind like i wanted to so i feel like every day is you know what i mean you can't you know perfect your craft or get better at your you know percent better is you know the competition's getting better and that's something that i've always done um i think that's what wrestling you know etched in my mind was just that grind you know i come mm -hmm. from a wrestling background uh, and a boxing background so i was always in the gym always training that's all i've ever known was it was training and getting better and that's something i've always loved to do um but like i said obsessed you gotta become obsessed with it it's something that you love because you know you got all these young hungry fighters that are you know we're like me you know, are climbing to the top. You know, they're hungry. They want they want a piece of that. You know, piece of that gold. And I've tasted it, and I didn't get to really enjoy it. You know what I mean mm -hmm. with the, with the injury and and everything. So now it's, I feel like I said earlier in the podcast, I feel free. Yeah. I feel free to just go in there and train and 
have nothing nothing to lose. I made it all the way to the top, you know what I mean? Like I know I'm going to get back on that mountain. And that's the one thing I think I go into those fights too with the mentality of um, what does it come with a win? What does it come with a loss? Like I'm okay mm -hmm. with it. Like I'm not okay with losing, but I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I get my mind and body and everything ready for what's to come with a win if that's, you know, flying all across the, you know, to doing all these media tours and this yeah. and that, whatever comes with it, you know, and a loss is, you know, pick yourself back up, climb up that mountain again. And I've been here so many times in my life mm -hmm. that it just, I, I, like I said, I feel like it's, um, I'm always getting tested at certain, you know, no matter where you're at in life, I feel like I'm always getting kept on my toes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this was something that relit my fire in a time that I needed it. You know, I'm about to have a son. Yeah. I got the hunger back. Um, I'm, you know, working on my injuries and uh, getting better every day. And for me, that's, you know, really good. I'm 26 years old. Uh, I like to have another five years in the sport, you know, Lord willingly. Yeah. And then, and then get out of there. So like I said, I took this losses, you know, obviously it was losing sucks. I mean, yeah. you know, being competitive, it sucks. But um, I think in this sport, you have to have just a, you know, a short memory, you know, from a win. You can't ride too high off a win. You can't be too low off a loss. Right. And uh, that's something I just feel free man i feel excited i feel like a, a new f a fresh fighter zero and zero going back after it, you know hungry climbing back up that hill yeah. and uh th that's what i just have to remind myself is what got me here yeah fun fact i mean you're so young uh, cody garbrandt was born in 1991. Mm -hmm. Ooh, how old hey, do we feel huh? we met each other five years later yeah we were in, in high school, school at yeah. the top of high school yeah Man, that's depressing, yeah. kind of. But you're so young, bro. So you got so much, and you made your rise to the top in ten fights. Right to yeah. the top, and and not like to the top like in a lucky, you know, way. I mean, you you dominated to mm -hmm. the top, and then you just destroyed to get that belt. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it, it was unbelievable. I, I picked you. I mean, I, like I give TJ credit, but but I picked you without a doubt in that fight with TJ, right? Because of how you performed against Dominique, and I think what I what I judged that by was you had that kind of personal vendetta against Dominique because of all the trash talk, mm -hmm. and some people crumble under that pressure. Right. Some people use that pressure to do better, and exactly. you use that pressure to do better. So I figured with the with the you know the the issues with TJ. You were going to come out there and do exactly what you did with Dominique, and you did great, no, no doubt about it. Five more seconds in the first round. Right. Yeah, so it was like, man, you, you rose so fast, and you're so young, so you got so much ahead of you, man. And ironic, like your first loss. There was 10 more seconds in that second round. Oh, Kami. Yeah. 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 Fuck. What if, what if, what, what if. Yeah. Other what it, ifs. The ugly yeah. side of the sport, yeah. though, the man, side. is like the, the difference of five seconds or 10 seconds mm -hmm. is a loss. It it's sucks. crazy. I, I think a lot of people know, like, how fucking crazy our sport is that we do. I don't even call it a sport. Like I never been in a sport that someone wants to take your head off. You know, it wants to really knock you out. You know, I mean, football, yeah, you try to tackle each other, but fighting is just is brutal, man. It is very brutal, but you know, we, we love it. It's something I've always loved. And people train for three months with nothing on their mind but to destroy, destroy your you. soul. Yeah, take everything you work yeah, for. Yeah, take everything away from you. And then it's you got to beat that. You got to yeah. beat that person. And they have a whole team behind them too. Yeah. So I was gonna ask you. I was gonna go back um, to what we were talking about earlier. So you with Team Alpha Male, a great camp, a lot of good fighters, a lot of success, and maybe with AKA, it's not a coincidence. I mean, I mean, tell me in your mind, but it's not a coincidence these guys that make it to the top. It's these guys that have that obsession like you have. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been through so many guys that came in there and and didn't have quite that that sacrifice or that obsession. And they never made it. Right. But the ones that did, the Daniel Cormier's, the Kane Velasquez's, all your, your Uriah and all those guys, right. 
I mean, is it a coincidence or these guys are the ones that put the time in, put the work in and sacrifice, correct? Yeah, I think the cream always rises to the crop. And I think you can tell that from the beginning on how someone, you know, the good thing about MMA or what we do is our work ethic is judged daily. You know, we can train four times, you know, one day and then be a, a bum the next day, you know, so it's judge every day. You have to yep. get up the alarm gets off, got to do the road work, put the extra work in. You know, and that stands out when you see these young fighters that are in the gym that are soaking up all the knowledge that are coming to all the classes. And, you know, a lot of our, us fighters at Team Alpha Male, you know, and Uriah's been there forever. You know, 2006, he's founded it and, and built so many great fighters from there. He would have talks with the fighters that stood out the most. And uh, he would always tell me, like, we'd have to kick Joseph Benavidez out of the gym because, you know, he would train too much. And and TJ yeah. and Holdsworth and same talk with me. So it's kind of a common reoccurrence of the guys that kind of stand out or the guys that make it to the top like that and what their worth ethic is and how they are obsessed with the sport and getting better and to where they have to get like kicked out of the gym, like take a day off or, you know, you shouldn't, you know, be training this hard, mm -hmm. this close to a fight. It's just that obsession. And uh, like I said, AKA had so many great champions. You, you Javier did it like, to him all the time. Yeah, Javier, I was going to say, I never made it to your level, man. I never got that championship belt or that title fight. I was so close, but twice you were close. I was the same way, man. Hoff kicked me out of the gym a few times. And, and that guilt, like we were talking about today, mm -hmm. that guilt when you don't train or when you don't give your all in that one session. If, if I went through a session at AKA and for some reason I didn't give my all, or I didn't do as much as I could. I couldn't sleep, man. Oh, yeah. Like I couldn't sleep and it haunted me till the next day. And so there's a lot of people in my position where you have to train hard, sacrifice and go through all that. And you still don't get to get that belt. Yeah. You still don't get that title fight. And that's the rough side of the sport. You might work hard and not get it, but you can't get it and not work hard. So yeah. you have to make that plunge. You have to make that, that, that sacrifice and that risk to put all in, shove everything in and go for it. And then hopefully, Hopefully you get that belt. Hopefully you make it to the top. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Bisbing, he had what ten years? Yeah, of just fighting and grinding and yeah. the most the most the wins. Most wins just be now. Just recently won the title not too long ago, um, and got the title shot on a on a you know Rockhold. It was a Rockhold that got yeah. hurt. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, Weidman that got hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, he he got his call up on just like an injury, you know, so he's been grinding and grinding and it paid off for him. So there's so many fighters in the sport that are so talented and so good that never reached that top, you know, so that's, that's crazy. I remember going to dinner with Dana and uh, after the, after I won the title and him just saying like how crazy it is to like get into the UFC, get in the top 15, get in the top 10, get in the top five and then become the champion. It's like a small percentage so small, of yeah. chance of doing that, you know, kind of when he said that to me, I was like, wow, kind of, it took took me back a little bit, like wow, that is it's true. Like everyone wants to be a, yep. the 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 sport is the fastest global growing sport in the in the world, and every there's kids all over in Russia and all of these countries that are really training at such a young age to, to become this to become a world champion. Here I am at 25 and did it. You know that's something I set my goal at and I did it. So it was kind of like you know I I felt very that's very proud that time. Like just yeah, coming sure. from Dana, he's you know he built that. And then for him to say that kind of took me back, like, wow, it is, it's, I never thought I liked that. I just yeah. always pictured myself being a world champion. I didn't see the, the percentages and the chances. I just, yeah. I, I had one shot, you know, just go all out. Like I said, become obsessed with it and you're going to make it happen. You yeah. know, and obviously, you know, have a lot, a lot of help on the way, along the way, you know, Team Alpha Male was, you know, so, something I had my eyes set on. Um, I used to watch Uriah in the WC and the King of the Cage. Um, and I knew I was never going to be, a bigger, you know, a fighter, you know, so I was like the lighter weight guys, the WC is kind of what I, um, had my attention towards, you know, the Bantam weights, featherweights, uh, when I was a teenager coming up 
like I said, Uriah had the the fighting. He would go out there and fight. He had the personality. He had some YouTube videos I used to watch him like training. It looked fun. Like them guys just train out there fun. And uh, Lance Palmer's from Ohio, so he's a little older than me, um, but he was out there training and he always like confided in me to come out. He's like, hey, you got to come out to Alpha. I wasn't, you know, obviously financially set to be able to come out as a teenager and it didn't, you know, wasn't able to come out until I was 22 or 23. Um, I remember sending Uriah a tweet like when I was 18, like, hey, I'm going to come out to the gym, check it out. And then he he tweeted me back. He's like, yeah, we'll be out here. And it wasn't until four, almost five years later, I was able to make it out. But I was grinding the whole time of ups and downs, you know, like I said, you know, um, you know, adversity come just to get to there. And I finally, when I stepped inside that um, Team Alpha Male, it was like I, I felt this energy. I just was like, man, this I knew was the final destination I needed to be to become a world champion. Mm-hmm. Like I worked so hard just to get out here, and it was just to get noticed, to get hopefully he asked me to be on his team, which ended up happening. And he was like, what do you want to do, Cody, the first time that um, I trained with him, that he came in and ran a wrestling practice. And uh, I kept singling out this one kid, like, went to wrestle with him because he was out there too, like, trying to come on the team. And I was like, oh, I'm going to smash this dude, like, show him <laughs> what's up. But Uriah kept putting me with all, like, the guys he had nicknames with. So it kind of caught on, like, all oh, these are his guys. Yeah, they yeah. tested me. And uh, I was literally out for a whole year. I had uh, broke my hand in my pro debut and I had some head trauma. So I was like, you know, I'm not wasting any more time. I'm going to go out and see how talented I am, how far I can take this. You know, I already had a year off. I literally flew out there. I was sparring. I remember sparring Danny Castile, yeah. Chad, Chris Holdsworth, Andre, all these guys. And I hadn't sparred in a year. hadn't hit pads. I mean, I wasn't, but I, I wasn't out of shape. I think I was just on a natural high being out there, you know. And like, yeah. it was great. I remember him putting me with all his guys, and you know, I did really well, well against him. And we remember, you know, he, after we walked off the mat, he came up to me. He's like checking me out, like looking at all my tattoos, like who the hell is this kid, you know? And he's like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I'm fighting the UFC and be a world champ." He's like, all right, shook my hand. He said, get the 5-0. And he's like, we'll get you in the UFC. And, and that's it. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, he said, when can you come back out here? I said, come out in a week. I said, I'll go, you know, situate some things. I had a fight scheduled in two weeks. Um, so I was like, I'll come back out here for a week and then go fight. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you heard that thousands of times. People yeah, said of that. Course. I shook his hand. I said, do I need to sign a contract or anything with you? He's like, no, man. He's like, I'm, the handshake's good. So we shook hands and uh, um Ended up flying back, came back a week later, did a week out there and kind of mimicked uh, Chris Holdsworth. He worked so hard. He was the hardest working guy on the team. Kind of just followed him around. He trained four or five times a day. I mean, really grinded out there. And I stayed with him. He helped me with my nutrition and diet uh, to get to 35. Uh, ended up fighting my second pro fight. Knocked the guy out in the first round. Yeah. Called Faber. Said, hey, I'm, I knocked him out. I'm saving save money up. Come back out in a week. Had my next opponent out. Stayed out there for four weeks. Came back. So I kept doing that until... I, I was five and zero, and then after I got to five and zero, I got a text from, or not a text, a tweet from Sean Selby in a DM. He's asking me who my manager was, and uh, sure as shit, we got the five and zero. I got in the UFC. Nice. Yeah, so that was great. So you not only got onto Team Alpha Male, but also the UFC with a tweet. Is right. that is that true? Yeah, I, I got to five and zero. I uh, knocked out. Uh, like I said, I had a year lay- layoff, and I had four fights back to back to back. Just kept coming out there, traveling my suitcase, living out of a. Um, our buddy on the team that I was staying with on an alpha male, Vince Murdoch, had like a one bedroom studio, and we had sometimes 12, 11, 12 people in there from all different countries Japan, Canada, one bathroom. I mean, it was like, oh shit. It was, 
it, it was a grind just to, to live there, you know, and, but, you know, I knew I had to be out there. You know, money was scarce. I was saving all my money for my fights. I was still fighting for, I think, 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks at the time. <laughs> the old and, uh, you know, I got to 5-0, and oh, and that's when Dan, or Sean, you know, um, DM me on Twitter and asked me who my manager was. And, like I said, I haven't didn't have a manager. I was just getting fights myself. I remember, you know, me and Uriah shook hands, and that was it, and told me to get the 5-0. and oh. I got the 5-0, and oh, did my part, so... I remember once he tweeted me, I uh, called Uriah's. Hey, Sean, Sean sent me up, asked me who my manager is. I sound like a fucking dumbass because I don't have a manager and I don't remember <laughs> what we said. We, I was trying to explain. We shook hands, so you, you were basically my acting manager. And then with his management team, uh, after him, we got that settled and I fought UFC 182 uh, against uh, Marcus Brimage. It was my debut. So, yeah. And changing the subject a little bit, but you mentioned Danny's pregnant. Obviously, we know mm. we've been here with her. But um, so, what's that like, man? Becoming a father and and knowing you have a baby on the way, and how is that changing anything in in your life and career? Man, that's for me. It's uh, it's all exciting. You know, yeah. I've, I've I'm kind of a creature habit. Like I was telling him on the way here, that I kind of do the same shit, eat the same food, train this. You know, it's yeah. the same thing. I'm just really mundane. Um, so I know what I'm going to do, you know, my, my life's kind of planned out for me in that sense of the way. So I'm very excited to have a kid, bring a child in the world, um, you know, to be a father. I've never really had a father in my life. So it's kind of a, a different, um, different for me. You know, I, I'm going to be great with it. I can't, I'm excited. Uh, Danny is as well. It's, you know, her first child and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I think it brings more motivation to me. You know what I mean? I, obviously more, it'll be more when, you know, he's here, I'm holding him. You know, everyone keeps telling me, like, you'll never have that love and that bond that you do with your with your child. And yeah. That's something I'm super excited because I can already tell that I love that the kid. His name's Kai. I love Kai. Every time that he moves my wife's stomach, she's like, give me your hand, give me your yeah, hand. I'm yeah. asleep, and she's like, here's my <laughs> hand over there, and, like, he just kicking, and I'm listening to him. And it's great, you know. It's been uh, a learning experience, you know. Women are so tough, what they have to yeah. go through in the pregnancy. I'm, I'm excited. I think that's going to bring only added motivation to already motivated uh, fighter and myself. And Kai's already getting some Muay Thai experience because Danny's steady doing privates. She's yeah. been working with Lai at AKA and everything. Like she's out there kicking, punching everything. This full been, on. Yeah, this has been great. Like I said, it's, she's uh, the early early on in this pregnancy. She was man so sick the whole time. I felt yeah. so bad for. her. I mean, she ended up. Uh, you know, had a lot, had a lot to do these last few months. I had a, had a big fight coming up with uh, with TJ at Madison Square Garden. Right. She moved, you know, to Sacramento with me. So just me and her in Sacramento. Yeah. Basically, got you know she's pregnant. We got married. You know, we were engaged. We got married. So we had a, a big, huge life events. You know, and she's you know on top of you know the, what the baby does to you changes your hormones. She's been so great with it. You know, and just adapted so well. I'm super proud of her. But like I said, she's I, I love. Seeing how happy she's out here. This is truly yeah. her, her happy place, you know, and this is... She loves know, it. Loves it out here. Loves it. And uh, I can see why, you know I mean? It's yeah. like you get the best, best of both worlds. You get the vacation and you get the training. So yep. it's like, for me, like, I never... This is my first vacation I ever took. Um, but, but it doesn't feel like vacation. I feel like I'm so training, and that's something that lets my mind at ease. You know, yeah. like, if I don't train a couple of days or a day, like I, you, like we talked earlier, yeah, you know, kind of almost feel guilty. You don't feel like you, you're doing what you're supposed to do on this earth. Um, but yeah, so it's been great being out here, be able to, you know, like I said, we, you took us to the monkeys today. That was pretty. That was cool. You know, <laughs> How was to that, see man? that? 
I'm not gonna lie. Crazy amount of monkeys gonna... everywhere. I was like, I gotta take these guys. Yeah. Hey, be like honest, it. how scary is it when they grab your leg? Man, I got started a few we times. All, yeah. You jumped a few times. <laughs> I got Big did. tough yeah. UFC fighter. And it was like sensual little grabs on it his was. leg. It was because they're human. The little ones. The hell out. Human hands. The little ones. It's not right, man. Well, the alpha male. Mike, he was he was punked out alpha male the whole time. So he was like, I'm standing by this guy feeding the whole time. But this guy would latch onto those little monkeys right by. He was Had him bleeding and stuff and. So I, he'd he'd rally them all up. So I'm like head on a swivel, like monkeys are coming out of, no, everywhere, come, flying out of the trees on the power lines, like grabbing your leg. <laughs> I'm like, hey, like getting ready to, you know, Danny's like hugging me. So I'm like trying to get some space in case <laughs> I have to like fight off some monkeys <laughs> or something. You know, I was like real claustrophobic at first, and but it was awesome, you know, getting getting to feed them, like just getting those experiences. You know, that's, that's yeah, awesome. You can't do that so anywhere they, in America. No. People think we're exaggerating, but dude, there were hundreds of monkeys Man, around us. Like they were coming nowhere. from everywhere. Yeah, nowhere. we couldn't just, find any for the first. We time. We were like swarmed. We yeah. that first peanuts like yeah just came it's crazy out of nowhere it was like planet so, of the apes yeah, yeah it was wild that was awesome yeah, actually so yeah so so uh vacation is going great just like i said going back to danny and the pregnancy it's, it's great to see how happy she is out here we flew her father in you know he's a character yeah. so oh, he's really, awesome he's, yeah <laughs> he's, cool he's really cool so you know it's good her sister comes out and her friends so it's something that they do annually yep. and uh it's my first year going with them but you know make it uh I like to make more trips out here, you know, definitely just to, to break it up, get some different kind of training in, um, mix it up with some, some different training partners, different styles. You know, I have every, everything I need at, at, at Team Alpha Male. Uh, just need to find a, a Muay Thai coach. You know, that that would be something that hmm. would be really nice. I think something people don't realize is there's a different mindset here. Mm-hmm. This, this culture is such a fight culture. Oh, so when you come here and you're hanging out with the Muay Thai trainers and their kids and, like, you're going to the Muay Thai fights with the, the kids fighting and stuff – it's like since they're kids on up, it's like this fight culture that kind of much like I don't know if it's just like humbling or it's just like just motivational, but it's just it's something completely different than the environment in America or right. any other place. Yeah, I mean, I mean they fight here. It's they're, they're fighters. They're, they're almost yeah, yeah. It's their lifestyle. Like, all right, you're gonna go in here. We're gonna go to send you to the, the gyms. And you got those little kids in there. I was watching the some of the kids that were training. And they were doing sit-ups, and they were like, they kept messing with each other, like kicking each other in the stomach while they're doing, doing yeah. sit-ups. And like, <laughs> one was a little kid; he was getting he was getting picked on by the bigger one, but he was tough. He he was, he was rowdy. He kept coming back for more, and it was great to see just that, you know, that that passion at an early age, and then yeah. you know, we'll see. We're gonna go Tuesday. Tuesday of the fights. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so we, we got some guys fighting. Very awesome. Yeah. They always kids, women, and you know, obviously men. You know, men. So. And let's get on to your social media because I remember when I met you at UFC 189, you had a big following for such a young up and coming fighter. And now you're just like, I mean, your social media is gigantic. Like when did that start? What do you think caused such a big boost for you in social media to get such a huge following? And it's powerful. Yeah, I really don't. I think just, you know, the UFC, obviously, you know, they have such a a huge UFC machine, social media, um, getting out there, going, I think performing to the fights. Remember, uh, Will Fox, uh, after my UFC debut, I was, it was extremely hot in the gym, and we were, like, laying there. I had my fight shorts on, shirt off. You know how Team Alpha, they always yeah. are, have their shirts off. Yeah. And, uh, so we're all in the back <laughs> room. Right I remember this. So we're all in the back room. <laughs> You're at the wrong And gym, everyone's, right? like, half naked. And John McCarthy comes in. He's like, what the hell? He's like, everyone's naked back here. All you Team Alpha male guys, you know, hack on. He's like, I understand why you are. You're fighting, but everyone else, what the? And he, like, walked <laughs> out, like, shaking his head. <laughs> it was funny, you know, and I was, like, laying there. I hear just click. Will Fox took this. I was, like, laying there like this. And I was like, oh, man, my legs, like, all up. Like, I was on a beach or something. I was on a match and watching. It was so hot. I was kind of just trying to relax and stay calm. And then next Monday, UFC, like, posted, like, MCM. 
like me laying like this up on it. I had so much hate. Like people just hate on me, but it were you know what I mean? A lot of fun. I remember Dana posting like a Uriah checking himself out in the mirror at one time on the Ultimate Fighter or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Check Dana has no shame sometimes. No shame. Man. To go back and forth. <laughs> they were, they had a little uh little back and forth uh pics of each other, you know, on on that episode or that season it was, it was pretty funny but to give you man just to give you an idea how powerful your social media is and how just how powerful social media in general Generally is Anastasia is one of our fighters Anastasia Jankova she had like 180,000 following she's a huge one of the biggest Russian you know next to Khabib and right um, obviously the bullet but she had 180,000 you reposted one picture with her and she gained 14,000 followers yeah. in literally 24 hours. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was That's awesome. powerful, yeah. dude. <laughs> Holy shit. It's great, yeah. That's crazy. I had a bunch of her, like, <laughs> hers when she reposted, like, I was all Russian, you know, you don't understand. I'm like, all right, thanks. Yeah, she's got it the big Russian demographic. Yeah. Yeah, don't translate. Yeah, don't translate. I won't hit the translate <laughs> button. Talking shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, that was good, you know, going and grappling with her and, and she got a, very bright future you know, definitely yeah. in good hands with you guys out here aka thailand excited to see your career progress and speaking of also your social media so you recently posted a picture with john claude van damme so what happened there because <laughs> you didn't say much about it but you're training with a legend the guy that we grew up watching and mm -hmm. kickboxer and blood sport so what was blood that like sport than kickboxing yeah, so, so my buddy rob um you know he's he's connected with john and so he, he like We'd always talk, you know, throughout the last year or so. John would call on FaceTime, hey, how you doing? You know, things like that. I want to come up and train with you guys. And, and after the fight, um, you know, we had some some free time. He he drove up from L.A. to Sacramento and in his car and uh, came and trained, did a little bit of partying. Yeah. Uh, so the first day we came, <laughs> first day we came to the gym. Yeah, first day we came to the gym, he's like, all right, I got to do my warm-up. He gets on this bike. He's, 38 minutes warm up 38 minutes exactly wow has his towel, head wrapped with towel he's sweating profusely all over the place the guys took him out the night before danny and uri and them so they were drinking a little bit boozed up sweating alcohol out and uh we're getting the cage and he's like okay after 38 minutes i'm warmed up i'm like all right let's go you know it's what we're we working on and first of all he takes me and he literally stretches me for like 40 minutes like insanely stretches me i'm not the I'm not flexible at all. Like I'm like <laughs> not in, in practice when I get going, I am, but not like just to sit there and stretch. We're going against the cage. And he's having me like do these. I mean, I'm like just literally six days out, my, out of, from my fight. So I'm like all tight, you know, I haven't been doing nothing first workout really. And then, um, and he's just sweating all over the place. I had Chris Holdsworth in there with me <laughs> and he's like showing the stretches on Chris and he's just sweating all over Chris. Like oh. his face. I'm like, Oh, and he's oh. like, our you buddy, would die, our buddy Rob's like, D D John, he had this towel dangling on his like front, you know, and they kept using these towels and like we're throwing them towels like wipe your, well, you know, wipe this wet, I've been dripping all over these guys. And I'm just like sitting there like, oh, shit, this is gross, you know, like <laughs> give this guy a towel. And then um, he would go in and show the stretches on me and then Chris would stretch me and John would help me stretch. And it was like in these weird positions, like literally I'm like I'm not flexible. So it's like, all right, I'm just, this is what we're doing. We're stretching, we're going to warm up for some kicks. So, you know, like I said, 40 minutes of that goes by. I'm, like, looking at Rob. I'm, like, damn, man, my hips are hurting. Like, I'm sore from the stretching already. Finally, he starts, you know, showing some kicks with Chris. But he's going back over the place. He's going stretching, the kicks, back to this, you know. Uh, he just got really excited, you know. You could tell he was very excited to, to show his knowledge, share his knowledge with me. And I was very thankful as well. Um, you know, and they started showing Chris kicks on Chris, and he threw this fucking 
fast ass kick like came up and I don't know what it's called. It's like the one he always does. Uh, I'm not a kickboxer, man. It's not, it's like a, he brings his heel up and brings it down like, like a hook kick kind of hook kind of yeah kind of. Yeah. And Chris is like, whoa, you know, what I mean, like, box it. It was like, oh <laughs> shit, like I better keep my guard up, you know. I was like, and I was like, damn, he threw that at Chris's head, you know, like fast, like without even warning, you know. And then uh, he's like, oh, I, like he like saw it, and then he started like messing with him, toe stabbing him, toe stab Chris like three or four times. Where Chris is like, oh, like oh, like drilling with toe stab. I'm like, I'm like shaking my semen. There's one video. I'm like shaking my head, like oh shit, like I'm glad he's not doing that to me. <laughs> Finally, he's like, all right, I want to show you this kick. <clears throat> We're doing like kind of like a, te- a variation of a teep and like twisting at the end. And so I do like three or four times on him. He's like, oh, okay, nice, okay. I put it down and then like I I got in this like stance, like fight stance. And like I saw in his eyes, he's like, oh, like you want to go? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it was all weird. I was like, what? Like, and I'm like, I was up back against the cage. I was like, uh. so he started playing with me, like acting like he was like going to throw some kicks. And he started throwing hands, like, like slapping at me. And I was like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? <laughs> then he fucking kicked me with that heel kick, or that hook kick, right in the teeth. And I was like, wow. And I was like, and I was like, motherfucker. I was pissed. I was so mad. I look over at Rob and I look, uh, I looked at John. I was like, Rob, keep this motherfucker away from me. He just me. kicked you in the kicked face. Kicked me in my teeth, dude. Kicked me in my teeth, like playing around. Like, we how many times we've punched at each other and we can pull our punches? Yeah, yeah. This dude straight. He's a professional at it. Teeth. He's an actor. That's what he's supposed to be able to do. Bro, he, I'm not gonna lie. He has a fast ass kick, but obviously I wasn't thinking that. I was showing he, he was. I was demonstrating the kick that he wanted me to sh- that he showed me on him to get it right. The technique. I put my foot down. And he started like, uh, you know what I mean? Kick me right in the right in the teeth. And I look at Rob and I was like, man, I said, keep this keep this motherfucker away from me. I'm, I was I was pissed. I like went black. Like I was like, oh, I want to rip his head off. You know what I mean? But John Claude, what are you supposed to do? And like all of a sudden he looks at me. <laughs> he's just like, he's like 70. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden he looks at me. He's like, drops to his knees and starts crying. He's like, my champion. And starts crying like that. So I felt hell awkward. I was like, wow. like hands on my hip. And I'm like mad. I'm like my, my lips all busted open. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I got that, had that hot sweat. You know, he like started just like, so I, I was like, looked at him. I was like, John, I was like, and I kept calling him John. I didn't know his name was John Claude. So I don't know. I was like, like, it's funny, man. You keep calling him John. I'm like, well, John Claude. Okay, like John. I keep you really have to say the Claude. Right, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, all right. And so John Claude. And then um, I walk out of the octagon, just leave the place. Uh, I left the gym. It was like, it was fucked up. Everyone was watching, taking videos. So it looked looked like from outside, it looked like I hit him and dropped him and he was crying. From people's, everyone's like, we thought you knocked him out. We thought you hit him. I was like, no, dude, kicked me in the face. About kicked my teeth out. I said I had to walk out of there. I was gonna beat his ass. So I walk out of the gym. I leave the gym, <laughs> and Shut Rob comes with gym. me. And uh, I'm like, look, Rob, I said I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to John. I don't want to hang out with him. Like I was bullshit. Like, he, he's like, oh, he didn't mean it. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, this guy has hit that kick thousands of times. Yeah. He's been a martial arts for over however long he's been doing karate and shit. He knows how to pull kick. I said he was trying. You know, he kicked me right in the teeth. You know, I was so I was so infuriated, so mad. And I'm driving home, and um, then when he came, Uriah's like, "Oh man!" Like laughing about it. Like thought it was the funniest shit ever. He's like, "Cause Uriah was in the cage, Chris was in the cage." He's like, "Dude, it was the most awkward thing ever." He's like, "You flipped out on him, and then he just started like dropped down to his knees and was crying." It was like, we didn't know what to do. We were putting was there actually a, tears? He was literally yeah, crying. He was like, it felt upset. <laughs> he but he did the same shit with Tyson. Was he, it sweat or tears? They, um, so, <laughs> so Rob's a movie producer, and he uh, did the same thing with Tyson. They were doing the kickboxing, the last um, retaliation. Oh, yeah, yeah. The kickboxing retaliation. And Mike was Mike Tyson's in it, and uh, 
they were doing the same thing. And Mike was like, don't hit me, you know, don't do it. John's like, oh, I'm not going to hit you. And he's like, did it real close to him. And ended up hitting John in the, in the, in the movie. And John or, and, and Mike ended up like, like kind of open palmed him in the chest, and like slung him back. And Mike was like, dude, you know, don't get him close to me again. I'm going to beat your ass, you know. And John's John like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So then Rob was telling me, like, the next scenes they had to do, they were, like, 15 feet away from each other, like, trying to, like, fight things. Because Mike was like, don't let this guy come near me. I'm going to beat his ass, you know. That's crazy. So I'm like, dude, he did the same shit to Mike. To kick me in the face, like, you know. But he, he was a great guy. And Uriah had a catered uh, a dinner the next night. And we came, we, we went, me and my wife, and I had my brothers in town, actually. So we went and... And John came in, he was apologizing. And I was like, whatever, you know, it's all right. But I was so mad at that time that he almost kicked my teeth out. So I think uh, he should be our next guest. John See how, yeah. He didn't make you call him uh, JCVD. JCVD. I did after that. I was like, man, maybe he kicked me. <laughs> then I started thinking like, man, why did he kick me in the mouth like that? Was it because I was calling him John? Then I was pissed. I'm like, this guy did that shit on purpose. So I was probably calling him John. Cause he would correct me after he said John Claude. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, I, 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 like, I didn't catch it. I'm like, oh okay. I'm like, keep saying John Claude. I'm like, all right, cool man. Like, all right, John, good shit. I was even. It was. Like, I didn't know. It was funny. So yeah. So we come in here. Like I said, this is a guy that we looked up to. A lot of us, you know, started martial arts because, for, because of him and his movies and his action. This guy comes in and shows me stuff, stretches me for an hour, then about kicks my teeth out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like. Fuck, okay, that's the first time meeting John. It's cool. Are you ever going to yeah. watch another movie with him in it again? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's got a new one out. It's, uh, John, it, he plays himself. John Claude Van Do- Johnson. Is, it, <laughs> what it, acting was, range? He, I don't know. He was telling me about it. It sounded, it sounded pretty funny. So I think it comes out pretty soon. But he ended up making up, you know, I was like, I couldn't be mad at the guy. You know, was, yeah, I've heard a lot of stories from people in the past in the, in the Hollywood business or whatever saying that, like, He's he's pissed a lot of people off by going too hard on the stuntman. Oh, I guarantee you. So maybe he, he just doesn't have control, like or something. How many people? That's what I was thinking. This is so funny. It's, it's such a long time I've been hearing this. How many people like actor other actors? He's just like, oh, let me show you something. Like boom, and he's like, oh, like oh, or kicks yeah. him, you know, toe stabs him. You know what I mean? He did that shit to me and Mike. Like he's fucking people up on set, guaranteed. Yeah. He's just <laughs> just sure. undefeated on the streets. <laughs> You've seen the videos of him in Phuket, huh? No. Nah. You haven't. Google that when you get a moment, or oh, YouTube yeah. it. I haven't seen him. I saw he's at Floyd's in Phuket, right? Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. He's in oh, yeah, Comic Con. I guess he was trying to get. Into, he almost got in a fight with uh, the old Power Ranger, John Clyde dude. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. That'd be a YouTube video. The Power that, Ranger. Yeah, it's on. I think it is. <laughs> That's on where YouTube. I just we, we just came from Bloodsport and <laughs> no fighting. Fight children's Power fit. Rangers. Wow. So yeah. That's my uh, John Claude Van Damme. So you story. almost beat but up John Claude Van Damme or John? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I was John. so mad. Like I literally turned <laughs> black. I, call, I remember where I called my wife. I'm like, I'm hella pissed about this. Like, you what know, a weird you phone can't, call. You can't be. You can't be because she's like, oh, you're coming home early from the gym. I was supposed to work out, and how long I was gonna work out? Yeah. And then uh, it, it was like it was funny favoring all them like Danny Castillo and all them and Chris. They all make fun of me because of it. Yeah. Uh, Chris like called me. He's like, dude. He's like, I was should have told you, man, to keep your guard up in there. I'm like, bro, I was doing the kick on him. Why would I have to keep my guard up? Yeah. I mean, where did, he was showing me the kick, and I was doing it on him. <laughs> you know, he literally kicked me in the face. You know, because he was kicking the shit out of Chris. Favorite, favorite thinks it's hilarious. It's so. a good story for your son, though. Yeah. Old John Cloud, but ended up being he's a better great guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would have felt so bad, but I had to leave. I just looked. Trying to be like, a man on his knees, crying though. Right, yeah. exactly. I was, I was like, he I kept was calling like, you what? champion and stuff. Yeah, he's like, he like oh, crying, crying. Yeah, it was crazy. He, he felt bad, and it is what it is. We ended up hanging out, turned into a, a good, good trip with John. 
You know, he had some really good kicks. Jean-Claude. I'm not gonna lie, John Claude. Yeah, so yes, yeah, John Claude. <laughs> oh, they kicked me again. But uh, you know, he had some good kicks. You know, um, he had good. So we ended up teaching a little bit of a a class to some of the team alpha guys, and just to see how how great they were. You know, thankful they were to to learn off of John Claude. Um, you know, it made it all worth it. About getting my teeth knocked out, I was seeing everyone at Team Alpha Male so excited, you know, <laughs> yeah. to work with them. I'm like, yeah, and you, oh, you guys loved it, huh? <laughs> I loved working with John, but no, it was great. You know, he, he said he has he has really good stuff. Yeah, you know, he really does. So he's not like a, a gimmick or a or just a Hollywood guy. He actually has. Did you ever do I that? Mean, jump I didn't see that. Kick? I didn't see that kick coming. You know what I mean? He was blinding me with like bedazzled hands. Though. He's like this. He's like, Wah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, they don't have it on film. We did win did. the Kumite with that, so you know. Yeah, I should have. I should have been prepared. <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch the movie. No. Oh man, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So, is this in your book? You got a book coming out. Right? Yeah, I was gonna yeah, ask you about that. Actually. Yeah. So, um, what's about what about your book? So my book's called The Pact. It comes out May eighth. Um, <clears throat> it's with Harper Collins. It's um, basically my life, my, mm-hmm. my life story, and how I was raised, coming up, you know, with the dream of being a world champion. Coming over that adversity, um, then obviously meeting uh, Maddox Maple, yep. uh, the little boy that was in my hometown with leukemia, battling leukemia. He's in remission right now, three and a half years. So it goes from my life story, basically, and then to where we meet him and meet this pack, and we make it to the UFC. And uh, you know, his dream is to you know he walked me out since uh, my I think I was an amateur since I was a teenager. He's been with me. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. way before the UFC. Level. Yeah. See how that started during UFC. Mm-mm. No, oh, yeah, wow. it was uh, good for you. So, yeah, it was. Um, man, we met probably eighteen or nineteen. Was yeah, I was, I was still an amateur. I was still doing. So amateur. you took him from your amateur career all the way to the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really crazy, man. We the UFC. Uh, we've had this just really, really great bond. Wow. Know, um, Came became a brother to me. His family came extended family to mine. You know, we come from a small town, so it's kind of um, if anyone comes from a small town, they can kind of relate a lot to that. But it, we've we've been uh, since amateurs came out. You know, his battles, my battles. And we always said, you know, we never go to battle alone. That was kind of our our saying. And um, it's gonna be a great book. I'm actually doing the edits right now yeah. with uh, Mark D'Agostino as uh, the author. He wrote the book uh, Rudy. Hulk Hogan's book. He's done Magnolia Story. So he's done some nice. really phenomenal. Uh, uh, I'm really excited to, to share my story and, and Maddox's story and yeah. with 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 the world and just this uh, you know the dream you know the American dream of being a world champion. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it comes out May 8th. So we start doing some like media tours in the next few months cool. doing that. So super excited. Uh, you know, obviously, it's still early in my life and career yeah. uh, to be writing a book, but. The st- I feel like the story is, for me, I grew up on, you know, obviously Rocky movies and yeah. things like that, inspiration, motivation. So hopefully that that's what we can, you know, appeal to a lot of people is just having a dream and chasing it. And no matter what you're going through, you know, everyone has a beginning. It's you know about the, the end point and what, you know, the light in the tunnel was being a world champion for me. And it, a lot of people that I met on this journey, Uriah, the, te- the, te- the team, my uncle, you know, mm-hmm. he was in prison a, a teenager and he was his cha- his uh dream was to be a world champion mm. you know and ended up you know getting out of prison finding the lord training me to become a world champion we did that together as well so it's it's great it's really great how everyone's connected on this on this path of being a world champion you know uh, max is that's what his sole purpose was or ho- goal was when he was sick was to be able to walk me down 
to the cage every fight. Yeah. And then until we finally was like made that pact. That's why it's called the pact of, um, you know, he was like seven months out from, uh, being chemo free or doing this last chemo. And I got a phone call from his dad and his dad was, you know, sounded, you know, his voice was, you know, kind of very dis disconcerned. And he said, Hey Cody, we need, we need your help. If you know, Max doesn't want to take his medicine. If anyone can get his little heart turned around to be you. And I'm like, here I am, you know, I think I was my third or fourth pro fight. Hmm. So I was trying to, I was out in Athens. I just got off the mats and I'm like, man, like he's like, we think we're going to lose him. We think he's going to die if he doesn't take his medicine. He's not, just won't. He's just done. He wants to give up. We need you to you know, turn him around, get him, you know, taking his medicine. Here I am like sitting there right off the mats. Like I was trying to get a fight too. Like, so I was in, um, man, what I'm going to say to the Maddox, like this was kind of, my heart was pounding and I was like, man, it's so nervous. Like what am I going to do to get this little kid, you know, to start taking his medicine if his parents won't, you know, can't yeah. get him or anyone. You know, and I just, just show how much he looked up to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just did it because it was, man, I just met the kid and it was something. When I left there, while I was going through in my life, I was, you know, partying and getting in trouble. And, you know, I ended up getting stabbed before, like, right around the same time that, right after, uh, right before I met him. So it was, like, kind of almost we, our past were, you know, yeah. came together for whatever reason that was. You know, I don't truly believe why, but it was obviously for a reason you know, that we made that this bond and pact and I got I gained a brother from it. But I remember calling Maddox and telling him that, uh, you know, hey, you have seven months left, you know, of chemo. You've been working so hard, you know, almost three and a half years you did it. And uh, I said, you're short time there. I said, tell you what, I said, I was still trying to make it to the UFC. And I said, you know what, Maddox? I said, uh, you know, you, you don't, you know, bitch or complain about taking your medicine and you beat cancer. I'll tell you what, I'll make it to the UFC and I'll take you to every fight with me. I said, I'll be, you'll be at every fight. And I said, we'll walk down to the, we'll walk down and get in a world title together. And, uh, he said, okay, Cody, I will hung up the phone. And it was seven months later, August 25th. Uh, he took his last dose of chemo and he called me and he said, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, done with my chemo meds. He's now it's your, now it's your, uh, now it's your time. And I didn't have a fight line. I was four and like I said, uh, and I ended up fighting, I think in November, I got a fight in November. Uh, for my for my fifth fight, I ended up knocking him out and getting the call later. So it was kind of like that last boost of, you know, motivation that I needed. All right, all right, here's this kid who just beat you know chemo, and and you know here's this pack. I, I he kept his promise. I had to keep mine. Got the five and zero, oh, and uh, you know got called to the UFC. And ironically enough, that this uh, bar in my hometown, I got kicked out of when I was nineteen. I ended up getting in a fight. You know, boys got in a fight and beating up one of the, the guys, the bouncers, and yeah. owned the bar. And this well, guy you should have cool. been there at 19. Exactly, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> nice one. One of, one of Those the, assholes. Yeah. So we ended up getting kicked out, and um, Todd Meldrum, he's actually, he, he sponsors me. So he's ended up paying for all his, his family's, you know, tickets, airfare, hotel Dang. accommodation, money to spend on for the past seven fights, you know, all my UFC fights, you mm. know. And I met him through getting kicked out of his bar. You know what I mean? I remember him reaching out to my Facebook and saying, Hey, you know, we have a classy place here. We don't want to fight. And he knew it wasn't my fault. You know, he knew what happened. He saw the, the cameras, the cops came in and tried to see what happened. He's like, I told him I had it off and all this stuff. And so he's really looking out for me. He saw what I was doing. He saw that I was changing. I was trying to, you know, I feel like I kept trying to do the right thing, but I kept getting pulled back, pulled back until I ended up finally moving out, 
leave my hometown, was able to come back and visit. It's a great place. You know, a lot of good, humble people there. But really, I had to get out of there to really chase my dreams. And he saw what I was doing, wanted to help out. And without him and his family support, you know, nice. I was able to bring our dreams together, bring Maddox to every fight and have him, have him there with me, able to walk down to the cage. So that's a little bit about what my books are books about so i'm very excited <laughs> i don't think i was it. gonna cry on the podcast <laughs> shit yeah man it's crazy it's it's like i said i'm part of the story and it's like <clears throat> crazy well, i got to be a part of it no doubt you're gonna be one hell of a father doing that for maddox man that's yeah that's god sick. man that's he's, a good he's story a great kid man one day hopefully bring him to thailand it'd be great i think you might be the first book i ever purchased all right awesome yeah. besides the bible but yeah, yeah man that's may 8th may 8th fuck man that's a good story so how is Maddox doing now? Like, where's he at? He's great. Like I said, he's uh, three and a half years in the remission. Uh, August 25th is his remission date. Uh, we're, so we're approaching the fourth year. And, you know, five years in remission, is, you can re- you know, cancer-free is what it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. So he's been great. You know, he's been, uh, I just saw him in New York. He's growing like a weed, man. He's getting so big. How old is he? Um, he's 11 now. 11, so I met him at five years old. Yeah. I'm at five years old. Yeah, my brother Jeez. actually reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, you hear about the Maples and what they're going through?" And I was trying to get a fight. He's like, "Hey, you should, you know, donate uh, some of your proceeds. Just make a shirt, ticket sales, because you know, amateur, we were fighting for ticket sales. Uh-huh. So I'm donating all my money from ticket sales and um, my T-shirts to his family to take them like, to Disney World or mm-hmm. whatever they wanted to do with the money. Uh, I just wanted to show that I had a good following from my hometown, from you know, local sports and." I had a couple of amateur fights already, like five or six, uh, cage, and I obviously boxed since I was 14. So I had a, lot, I had a good following. I had a lot of people that would, you know, uh, come out and support and, and rally around just to show that, you know, there's people that that's in Maddox's corner, like I said, and he doesn't have to go to battle alone. And uh, I had a sister around that age. So it kind of just hit home for me if someone w- was able to do something like that in my hometown and help my sister out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Why, why can't I? And uh, like I said, it was at the time of my life that I needed that, I think, that, um, I was going down some wrong paths and I was one or two decisions away from, you know, not being able to, you know, do this, not be able to, you know, experience this kind of life, you know, and he came into my life at a, a time that I needed redirection and re- refocus and, and, uh, I left that day that I met him, you know, I met him, met, I mentioned his father, Mick on, uh, Facebook and asked, uh, you know, if I could come and do this and, and meet, meet him and, you know, so it'd be organic and, and stuff before, you know, just rather than just, you know, here's here's right, right. here's some money. And uh, I remember coming, I was living in Cleveland, uh, training at Strong Style Fight Team. Yeah. It was about two hours away from my home. I came down on one weekend and uh, kept hitting Mick up. You know, he, was, he wasn't healthy enough to leave the hospital or have any visitors. Finally, you know, uh, after a couple of weeks of going back and forth on Facebook, he said, hey, Max is healthy. He's able to see you. Can you, you can come visit him this weekend? I remember driving, driving home and... Uh, Going over and seeing Maddox, he didn't say much of two words. Brought him some boxing gloves. He signed, and uh, I signed for him and, and gave it to him. And he gave me one of his Mad About Maddox shirts, his orange shirt that yeah. uh, they made. And uh, like, uh, sat there for an hour or so, a little over an hour, and listened to Mick and Stephanie, his mother, uh, tell the story how it was and how it came about. You know, they rushed this kid to the hospital. Uh, thought it was a, a bursted appendix. You know, yeah. and the next thing you know, he's getting a port put in his chest. His first dose of chemo. You know, he's and you know, was on the fly like that so you know um you know, just sh- how strong they were what they had to go through uh but then obviously with maddox you know he was in there just smiling all the time you know his whole life was just changed right in front of him and uh, i left that day just like you know it was like change challenge and renewed almost to be a better person stop doing all the bullshit that i was doing you know 
just to show that life is not granted. You know, there's yeah, this right. kid five years old fighting for his life and most precious time of your life. And here I am just kind of pissing my talents or, you know, wasting, being wasted space basically. Um, so I really ended up, uh, you know, getting back in the gym, training for the fight. Um, had the whole town come out, uh-huh. sold a bunch of tickets at the whole, you know, it was in Cleveland and I'm getting knocked out, uh, get knocked out cold in the third round. And then, uh, uh, you know, I haven't sure. lost since five, you know, it's been five years. So the first fight that I did for Max got knocked out. Oh, and damn. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, this last fight was, uh, you know, obviously I haven't lost since then, you know, went yeah. on a 12 fight win streak and, you know, been a world champion. So yeah, that, yeah. that fight right there led me to be a world champion right um, still you know i was doing good in my life and doing good things thinking good things would come and you know still was another here here's he's already tested how bad do you want this dream you know supposed to be my last amateur fight going pro had the whole town you know come out and you know so i was a hard pill to swallow but uh you know it i think everything happens to reason i was yeah. able to <clears throat> take some time it's like six months get get refocused and had my pro debut and then boom finally got pro debut broken hand had brain trauma I was out for a whole year and then uh I was like all right this is enough I'm gonna see how well I am how talented I am and that's why I went test myself at team alpha male and went out there a year later and haven't looked back and you know here I am now test with more adversity yeah. after losing you know a world but at title. the top though this time at the top mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> I look back and that's why I said I was so almost like a like I said free a weight lift yeah, off my right. shoulders like I've been here before in my life with less than I had yeah. a- accomplished, you know what I mean? Like I was still a hungry kid. I remember sitting at my mom's dinner table and almost like sobbing to her, you know, upset. Like, mom, this is, I know this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this. I said, I, I know I am, you know, and this is what I wanna do. I said, give me till I'm 25, I'll make it. Give me till I'm 25. And uh, this is like fresh off getting knocked out, you know what I mean? Kind of like, what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? Like it's time to get a job or what, you know? Cause everyone's like, oh, you get knocked out, you're amateur, you're getting, you know? So you called the fights. age of when you were going to win the Yes, I did. Yeah, I remember sitting down with my mom. Uh, we were at this brown table because we moved a lot. And I remember always mom had this brown table. You could put the centerpiece and make it bigger. We all had that. All had that same table. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's mom, same everyone's family had that table. So we sat sat down there. We had mom and mom was, you know, man, I, I love her. I wouldn't be here without her. And she would always, you know, do homework there. Everything was less than her. Get her ass beat there, dinner there. Yeah. It was just always, we'd always sit down and talk <laughs> there. And um, I remember sitting there like uh, upset, like, what am I gonna do? And he was like, this is what I said, I know what I'm doing. I said, Mom, please, please believe me. Give me till I'm 25. And she said back to me, uh, I'll never forget. She says, Cody, I've always believed in, believed in you. Whatever you set your mind to doing, you you would always do it. You know, he's like, just always, just do it wholeheartedly, 100%. And whatever you do is have fun, do it. You have one life, just have fun doing it. And that's kind of something that always just resonated in my mind. Just you know, do it 100%. Like you you know you love it and just have fun doing it. And uh, and last December, you know, December 30th, 2016, I was 25 years old, defeated Cruz, won a world title. And I remember walking back and up, uh, had I injured my, I tore my uh, knee. I remember walking back with the title. And uh, we were all, we all usually, I usually don't do after parties. We usually just come in the hotel and get pizza with my family because they always come with friends. I remember just hugging my mom. I said, Mom, do you remember when I, we sat down? I said, give me to him 25. And we did it. And she's like, I I, see, I remember it like yesterday. I remember it like yesterday and see you watch and the, the man that you evolved into and you know I'm so proud of you know like that. That's all I've always wanted to do is make my mom proud. Like I said, my father's been in prison my whole life, so it was always the goal for me to make my mom proud and to be able to you know have that 
and we took a picture there and then and then we ended up having to go to Hakkasan um to the after party and it was first time mom and i was like my mom was in a club it was just cool like man like here we are 25 <laughs> years of world champion you know fast forward to you know sitting my mom was at madison square garden you know uh after the fight she came backstage and she gave me a hug today hey, it's gonna be okay you know we've been here before you know that's all i just needed my wife was there and like and them two right there they gave me the biggest heartwarming hugs and kisses and just i knew everything's gonna yeah. be okay like like people you know some people are down about it. i'm like why are you upset man like Dude, this is the worst thing that happens to me in my life. I live a damn good yeah. life. I lose a world title in Madison Square Garden. Like, man, like that. that there's nothing to be down about that, you yeah. know. And uh, it's a, it's funny. There's a picture we all have, and uh, me and Favor is like the only ones that are smiling because he's op he's optimistic too. And everyone's like, oh, bummed out. And uh, you know, it's like, hey, like I said, it's short memory in this game, you know. Yeah. But like I said going from you know five years what i accomplished from my my loss and how hungry and motivated it made me to become a world champion to where the next five years is going to be you know from this loss yeah. you know, i can already tell that's re i'm just i'm fired up from it you know not because i'm like oh fuck, i'm pissed i'm lost i'm like all right you know okay i woke up and here's like i got here's what i have to do you know it's a challenge that's why i put myself in this for a challenge every day you wake up you have to challenge yourself so i'm excited you know and i, it's, I have another thing i like to kind of do visions and really wasn't able to last year you know my vision was to get healthy i didn't see myself you know vision defending the title i just got healthy wanted to get healthy because i was in so much pain and the injuries i sustained so now it's like i have the visions and the dreams of writing my things out that i usually do in the next five years i want to have five years more of fighting longevity and i know what the last time i lost the five years span that i did in the five years i became a world champion yeah. so super excited to get back on this and like i said like coming out here and training re made me more hungry you know being around guys like you you know seeing what you was able to build with your career so like i said it's motivating and uh just always just gotta keep it it's the one thing you just always have to be motivated every day every day you have to find new motivation yeah for sure yeah for sure and and first i want to say finding out now that this this maddox situation stemmed so far in the past i'm so curious and i want to see your book i want to read it because like i thought this was something that happened during ufc and it was kind of like because you're in the UFC and they reached out to you or something and right. you just helped them out kind of thing. But the fact that you were helping this kid as an amateur, the story, what a great story, man. Yeah, so first of all, I just want to say that's – I'll read that book, man, because that, that sounds like an incredible story. And, and for you to make it to the championship with him and everything, wow. I mean, yeah, you guys great. both did it. Yeah, we got to get – we got Soas, we got Marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, uh, this one will be yeah, serious. Since I'm signing copies out or, or hand-deliver them. But like I said, like it was Hand crazy. Everyone's nice. going that I met in these last five years. I kind of negated myself from the people that I shouldn't be hanging out with. Right. You know I mean, got myself around like-minded, positive people that were on the same path of, you know, to be great, to be world champions. You know, my coaching staff, Uriah, you know, my family, my uncle, Maddox's all dream was to be a world champion. And that night was one of the most rewarding nights, not because I, I just – had a master class performance against one of the most dominant, you know, bantamweights in the world and Dominic Cruz. It was being able to uh, have that rewarding feeling of giving, you know, giving my goal. I, I reached my goal, but there's so many people standing behind me. Well, as I reached my goal, you know, I was able to Dan White trap the bell out of my waist. That's something that was the light at the end of the tunnel. It's something yeah. I always, whatever I was at, I was in dark times or good times, I always had that vision. Yeah. And I kept that vision. And that was awesome to be able to do. And then here's it was, I was able to take it off and give it to Maddox. You know what I mean? And give him his, you know, his his little bit of 
you know, his his ultimate battle was life. You know, so that was far greater than anything I have accomplished or, or defeated in my life. And here, I just seen how happy he was. I remember when they, you know, I won the fight. I see him in the back of the video. Him, yeah, him jump up down so happy, and yeah. My uncle, you know, was like, ah, oh, jump yeah. up. They were so excited just seeing how happy everyone was. You know, to, to see what my it's success. About, man. It, it is, man. It's like, and the same thing. Even after I lost, you know, everyone's like, man, I have my health. I'm good. Like yeah. we're here. I have, have so many blessings coming. So. Yeah, it's that's and, and touching on what you just said too, uh, you know, there's a quote that says something along the lines of "You're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most," and I, and I believe in that in the fact of when you train, the people that you put yourself around, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, I'm sorry to bring you down. Yeah, <laughs> five. Yeah, sorry, there's four other people. Four. You got four other guys. But like, it, it's always good to hang out with cohesive and motivated people that are trying to accomplish their, their goals and their dreams because it brings you up that level, right? Because you want to be with them. Oh, so yeah. I totally get what you were just saying about hanging out with people that are bringing you up. And uh, I wanted to ask you too, speaking of, uh, you know, your, your time span of fighting, what is your end game? Like, like in, in a perfect world, I mean, I know we're looking way far ahead. You're very young, but what, what is a good end game for you? Like what, what brought you into martial arts? For me, I wanted to be in martial arts to one day be in the movies and be like Chuck Norris, you know, and like be this action star. That was kind of my thing. And then here I am now doing this. But uh, like for you, what, what, what's your ideal end game? My ideal end game was, you know, I, I think I've pictured myself being a world champion that I kind of focus solely focus on that dream for so many years that, and until you know I really met, you know, Rob and told me like, what, what do you want to do outside? And he does, you know, he's a producer, so obviously you know doing some movies, had some, some um, opportunities I've turned down, obviously because of fighting. I wanted to, just wanted, but I want to get, I want to get into that, you know, venture off maybe some business ventures, you know, do other things, you know, like, like so you're going to do all the cool shit I wanted to do. Exactly. Yeah. All the cool shit. <laughs> a couple, man. Yeah, I'll live vicariously through you then when I'm watching all these cool yeah. movies with you killing everybody. In a decent yeah. gym. You know? Yeah. Breaking awesome. people's arms over your shoulder. Do something like that. Yeah. I mean, can't, sadly we can't fight forever, you know, right. we talked oh, about right. that earlier. You it just, when that day comes, I want, I'm going to have to have something that I'm going to be passionate about. I know I'll be able to switch over to that. You know what it is. It's, you know, maybe it's a gym. I don't, I don't know. But right now, these next five years, I really just want to give give it my all, give it my all, and and fighting and and focus on that. I don't want to really have any. Obviously, set myself up to be right with my money, be smart. Yeah. Um, I have good people around me. I have a good team. So many um, people blow it, man. Exactly. And yeah. the, and the crazy thing is, when I first started getting like on that rise to the top, and 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 started getting high in the rankings and winning fights, you feel invincible right like you feel like you're just gonna keep winning fights and make all this money right and then i got injured or lost a fight or whatever and it just ended yeah. like it ended so fast like so it's fast so you have to prepare for that you yeah. have to make good investments and be smart with your money when you have it yeah exactly you know i you know won the fight with dominic and you know got paid nice money uh you know but that doesn't it doesn't last you know what i mean no. i was out a whole year and i was like fuck like I got it's good it. for that moment. Yeah, it's good you for that moment. You start projecting like, oh, five, yeah, ten years from now. I, I, was a, I was a poor kid, you know, coming up in the ranks. I went from unranked to world champion yeah. the same year. I was literally, when I met my, you know, now wife, I remember taking her out to dinner, like, Dave Chappelle, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm like, my, my, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'm going to have the money. Like, you know, you, know, <laughs> you don't want ice cream. cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go past the bum. I'm like, oh, mind if I do. Takes him out of the bum. You know, so I was like, you know, to where I was at. I remember going to the Almeida fight. Man, I had, um, like fifty dollars in my bank account, you know what I mean. I'm main eventing wow. uh, against, uh, I'm sorry, what was his name? Uh, yeah, Thomas Almeida. And uh, last, uh, I'm sorry, it was Memorial Day, you know, of uh, almost ago, two years ago. 
So I'm like, man, I'm like, but I knew like these opportunities, like I got to take most of them. It's like, I know I go out there and perform, knock out a mate. It's going to change. You know what yeah. I mean? That was my first big breakthrough. You know what I mean? Was knocking him out. And my first, I remember I got the $50,000 bonus. I That's a like, nice wow. feeling. Huh? I was like, yeah, oh man, that was awesome. I did blow one of those. Did you? I went by the E350. Nice. For nice. the, for the DeMarcus fight. Yeah. So that was the one, the one crazy spin I had, but you got 80 for that though, right? Hmm? You didn't get 50, you got 80, right? Back then it was 80. Uh, I don't remember, but I got some more bonus. But I do because you made that me was hold the, it and look at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was tying my yeah. shoes or something. Oh, yeah. But that was that was a one bad spin. But other than that, I, I was real conservative. My money did badass business. <laughs> yeah. That is bad. It was nice car. to walk in that dealership though. Coming up from Texas, small town country boy, living oh, on yeah. a farm, to walk into a Mercedes dealership and and buy an E three fifty. You know, I'll tell you that was nice. For sure, yeah, I love Mercedes too. So, yeah, that, that's great. Instead <laughs> like of getting the first, just going from there, you know, to to where it was at. Like that doesn't. The money, like you said, never motivated me. Like I was right. motivated by like being a world champion. Everything else comes by. I never even thought of dreamt of the half the stuff that I've I've done or that the world title has brought me. You know what I mean? Like, I remember Dana calling me one time. He's like, "Hey, how's it feel?" He's <laughs> like, "I'm like, oh, it's cool, man." Yeah. He's like, "People noticing you?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, a little bit cool." He's like, "Yeah." He's like. It's like having that belt is like having the key to the fucking world. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I'm excited for, you know, and, and what, what we can do. He's a cool guy. He's a great he guy. He loves yeah. that, what you yeah. just said, because, man, he was there when I beat Loazzo, and that was a, a co-main event, and Loazzo had just fought for the title, so it was my first big test, you know? Right. And I won that fight, but I didn't finish it. It was my first non-finish in, in, in my UFC career or whatever, and I was kind of down about that, but it was a great fight. And he came in, and he was just so excited to see me excited. And then he handed me a check, and he's like, here, open it up. And and I, I was like, okay. So I opened it up and I looked at the amount and I was like, fuck. Decent. Yeah. He's like, how do you feel? He goes, keep doing what you're doing, kid. He was yeah. just so happy to see me happy. Right. And he walked out and I was just like, fuck. It's yeah. crazy. It was great. Yeah. I remember just some of the little things like I remember when Lorenzo was was you know still had the UFC. He brought Anthony Kiedis back. You know that yeah. UFC when he, he used to come to AK a cool. lot. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, oh shit, man. Like. He's a jam out. This yeah. is a guy like motivated me in my workouts, man. Like, yeah, this is awesome. He came in, <laughs> met me. Just little things like that. Huge you just fan. never, yeah, I never would think about. But yeah, well, I've got a few of those little bonuses. Those are always nice when you don't think. You got the little, the, the what was it called? The mailbox money that comes yep. in. It's like, yeah, we got the mailbox money. So he used to hand them to you. Yeah. So then they come in the mail later, and later on. But at the beginning, back when I fought Loazzo, he would come in and he'd hand them to you. Ah, that's it. He'd just pull me in the bathroom or pull me somewhere, and then he would just hand it to the fighters personally. And it just meant a little bit more, right? Because it was instant for one, and you didn't count on it for two, and for three, it wasn't a bad amount. You know what I mean? When you, (laughs) it wasn't, it wasn't a bad amount. So it was a good feeling, man. Who has who has recognized you that you didn't think would know? Oh, celebrities. Let's talk about yeah. that for just like a quick celebrity second. that you're like, I can't believe this guy knows my name. Man, what was great was uh, before the fight, Tom Hardy and his stunt double uh, came up there. They're filming uh, the new Venom movie in Atlanta, Georgia. So they were filming all night and then flew up to New York uh, a couple hours later and you know hung out with them day of the fight. It was real cool just getting to, getting to know those guys. Kind of kept my mind off the fight. It was just relaxing. Super humble, great guy, yeah. man. Like He kept telling me how how thankful he was to be there you know it's cool, like, hey, the lottery man like this is a great we get a you know we gotta come back watch me in the the pre-fight warm-up before i walked out to the cage um he actually had his uh we had his photographer too um greg williams you know, world-renowned photographer come 
come from the UK and, and did a did a lot of photography and some videos. So it's great to have that content. But man, it was just that's one of my favorite actors. You know, I've always great watched actor. all his movies, Phenomenal. Warriors. I mean, but such a great dude. I mean, we still talk. You know, to that's this day, cool, man. Know? And it was like one of those things, like you know, when you meet one of the, the people, like you know, you're just gonna be boys no matter what. Like so always yeah. keeping contact with them. So yeah, that that was that was awesome. Um, What's a bigger milestone, meeting him or being on this podcast? Podcast is awesome, man. Like, I could go all night. <laughs> we cool. have been, damn near. Yeah. It's cool, though, man. That's a good feeling, man. That, that, that's cool, yeah. man. When you, And there's that mutual respect where, like, you're, you know, known for fighting, and he's an actor, but you're just so Worlds both. Collide, I think you're right? both shocked at each other. I mean, he's, he was probably just as excited to meet you as you were for him, but it's like, yeah, then, like you're watching him on TV. I'm like, oh, wow. For sure. I mean, it's stunt devil, and they're showing us, you know, some, some clips and what they Just different, you know different worlds you know but at the highest level you know yeah. he's at the highest level in his acting i was you know at the highest level in the world i mean a champ and then it's not like this is what all goes into it so it's like it's awesome to see his obsession with acting and his career and and then yeah you know kind of just reach out i think everyone at that high level has somewhat and then we keep going back to this word of being obsessed yeah i think that's what is come going back to you have to be obsessed with something that you love and obviously have the passion the heart and, and the courage to chase all of it Bottom, we're gonna put it on the podcast. Word of the day is obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed. If you're That's not obsessed, obsessed. Quit wasting you. your time chasing whatever the dream is you're chasing. You have to be obsessed, yeah. guys, because there's it's a true. thousand other people that's trying to do what you're doing that aren't obsessed. He's got yeah. the or sorry, that are obsessed. And so you got to have a little bit of same luck, a little bit of opportunity, but 100 percent obsessed. He's got yeah. the same mentality like as uh, Khabib. Yeah, so Khabib said the same thing. So get, going on that, let's break down a couple of fights and we'll let you go, man. I know it's getting late here, so uh, I'll say the first one. I know you want to break down the second one real fast. Break it down. A couple of fights for him to break down that's coming up. Oh, uh, coming Khabib up. and Barboza. What is your take on that fight, and, and how do you see that going? I honestly think um, Khabib will win that, win that fight. I think he's just too dominant of a grappler. Um, you know, Barbosa is good. I think that, you know, if, if he lets Barbosa start getting away in the beginning, starts you know, striking him, getting comfortable on his feet, then Barbosa can catch you. With some, yeah, he has some nasty kicks, hands, he's fast, knees. Yep. Um, you know, I think just Khabib, if he stays in the pocket and doesn't let, you know, crowds him, kind of like fights him in the scratch a little bit, you know, short boxing, dirty boxing almost, and yeah. get him in the clinch, take him down. If you let Barbosa stay long, you know, use his jab and, you know, get his kicks going, then it's going to be a long night for him. But uh, I think, you know, Khabib was definitely going to just be able to you know, take him down and kind of control him on the ground. Yeah, I talk to people about it, and sometimes they'll be for Barboza or something, say, oh, he'll be able to defend the takedown and, and land that strike. But it's like, yeah, he may defend the takedown, but will he defend 27 takedowns? Right. Because Khabib won't stop. Mm -hmm. that, that's what people don't realize. He will not stop going for those takedowns, and then he'll eventually get you. I mean, he had, what, 22 takedowns in, like, in one round? Three, right. according to Cormier. Well, Cormier, yeah. yeah. Cormier always gives him a hard time, yeah. busts his balls, but like – he just nonstop yeah. goes for him. So it's like you yeah. can't defend one. You have to defend 20, yeah. you know, because it's going to keep going. And then how comfortable are you throwing Striking. the spinning yeah. kicks and, and takes all your that, whole game you know off. I mean? I mean, maybe out of desperation, just like get this guy the fuck off me. I'm going to throw, you know, something. Yeah. But, hey, Barbosa's no joke. He's been, you know, at the top of his craft, you know, top five for sure in the world uh, the past few years and had some amazing knockouts and fights. But I think just stylistically, Khabib is just going to just over overwhelm him on the ground, tire him out. And he's gonna be fighting off his back a lot. Well, I agree with you. I, I'm biased, but I do agree with right. you too. And then I know Mark, you have to. You want to ask him about your girl? Oh God, I love Holly Holm. You know, ever since my boy retired, <laughs> and two other guys that I'm like more than him. But she's probably my favorite fighter out right now. 
female for sure. Who her cyborg? I mean, I just I think you know that's another thing. Cyborg's been so dominant uh, the past decade; she hasn't really been scathed um, stylistically. Obviously, Cyborg is the bigger, you know, the bigger um, fighter in this fight. Holly Holm is not, you know, she's great. I think she, she, I just don't think she has that. I think what Holly Holm would need to do in that fight is knock her out, right, and catch her to beat her. I don't think that she can just win a decision. Or, right. I, I don't believe that. I think she would have to catch her, knock her out like she did Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? But I don't believe that she has the power to knock out. Uh, you know, Cyborg. I think Cyborg, you know, she's, you know, fundamentally Muay Thai, you know, she's got good blocks. I don't think she's going to, like, catch her like she did with Ronda. Uh, but you never know. Um, Cyborg does come in, you know, just guns a-blazing, you know, kind of charging things down. I think the more technical fighter will win. More technical fighter, obviously, is Holly, but I just think that Cyborg is just a, just a physical specimen in that weight class and just has a lot to handle. kind of hurts. hurts. So we got... Yeah, Khabib's saying that, that, that home could possibly do it, yeah. and then Cody's saying Khabib. Cyborg. I, I think there's no one that doubts, even Khabib. No. I don't think there's no one that doubts Cyborg is a favorite. Oh, Cyborg is yeah. is the one that's that's Best most likely going to win the fight. But of the people that she could be fighting, I mean, Holly Holm has that striking credential yep. where she can come in there if she can land those strikes and possibly get that upset. She will. It's a second well, round we, we, we were in I'm Singapore when she... Second round knockout? Okay. Man, I wouldn't... That's pretty precise there, but... 218 into the second round, if that's what you want. 218, okay. Yeah. You got it down. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of Holly. Like I said, I've trained with her in Albuquerque. Yeah, great camp. Um, you know, she's been she's been around forever. Boxing, kickboxing, MMA. She's had a great, you know, great career to be able to, you know, transition from, from that to come to MMA to be a world champion. So And they're great um, strategists there, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. They do they're, their they're homework. Great. Yeah, they yeah. do. That's one thing that they do. They They video, they... They study, study, study. So I'm, there'll be more. I'm excited for that fight. You know, I'm not too many women fight. You know, get me excited yeah. to tune in. But that's one. That's Good one way to that put does. It. Yeah, nothing against them. I think women are yeah. amazing. Oh, I love them. But I'd rather have two dudes beat the shit out of each other. But yeah, yeah I'm excited. That's the one that I'm looking forward to. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for taking your time out to uh, come on the podcast. And uh, you're here for a while, so we're gonna get into some more wild animals, I'm wild sure. Animals. And Definitely more training because you're just a savage. So yeah, we're going to do the aerodyne. We'll train tomorrow. tomorrow right? Yeah, right. do the aerodyne and uh, Can I grind that you? out. He, you know, he did the aerodyne for six minutes, so he's pretty proud about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was thirty minutes. I wouldn't have even done that. Six. Man, six minutes is a lot in <laughs> aerodyne time. Yeah. He was dead. That's oh, like a yeah. commercial break. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks a lot, man. Well, I appreciate you, guys, you doing man. the podcast. Anything else you want to say? Or, or? Oh man, thanks. It's been great. You know, like I said, thanks for the hospitality out here since. Uh, before I came out, you know, you were helping make sure that I needed a ride, SIM cards, all that, man. This guy is he's, he's a class act, man. That's Thanks, why he's man. had so, so much success. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming out, man, because it's been great having you. And, uh, man, it, it, it's great being around people so obsessed, magic word, as you are, because that, that kind of, like, uh, brings me back to when I was training and fighting. And right. I love seeing that, man. I love it. We'll keep it up. The obsession is real. All right, brother. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Real quick. Mike Swig, real quick.